brand over coffee conversations are with different experts and inspiring individuals. They may be different in what they do, but they all share one thing in common. They all create, develop, and nurture brands. These conversations will highlight not only their expertise, but also their experiences. And I hope these could help answer some of your questions and inspire you to build your own brands and take your businesses to greater heights. My name is Andrea Ferri, founder of the Creative Brand Studio and your host for this podcast. When you're ready, let's talk brand over coffee. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Brand Over Coffee Conversations. This week, we will talk about the importance of having great creative work and building a brand. A lot say that because we live in a world where digital channels, data and tech, and artificial intelligence are becoming more and more important, creativity is no longer in fashion. And today, I'm looking forward to hearing the thoughts of our guest on this. Yab Wateng is kind of an advertising superstar. After competing against hundreds of applicants worldwide, Ya is one of the 15 women selected globally and the first from Ghana and only African in 2019 to be part of Can Lion See It Be It initiative to inspire, support, and bridge the gender gap by accelerating the next generation of senior level women in the creative industry. The past 15 years, she has also created work for a number of local and multinational brands, including Coca-Cola, Nestle, Unilever, Bosch, Canon, and Shell. Hiya! It's a pleasure to have you on Brand Over Coffee Conversations. Thank you so much for your time. Hi, Andrea. How are you? I'm actually really honored and it's such a pleasure to be here. Like I was saying earlier in our, our little banter before we started, I really enjoyed like one of the first sessions you had during um, the first lockdown when we needed to start engaging ourselves and not getting lost, you know, in this new um, normal that we've gotten into. So it was such an inspiring, educative and informative session that you had. And I'm really, really happy. I, I, that was the first time I engaged you. So yes, you have said a little bit about me. Maybe I could just add a little bit to it. I am a brand and creative consultant. I've worked in advertising over the last 15 years. And basically what it is, is I've turned what I enjoy. That is, um, as a kid, drawing, playing with colors, uh, telling stories, watching adverts at such a young age and wanting to know how do you do these things? And I've turned it into a profession and that's working in advertising. So coming from a culture where art or being a creative is not really taken seriously because you are either told be a doctor or be a lawyer or be an accountant. Um, You have loads of creative people who want to do this, but you're told that you cannot do it. Fortunately, in this new era, we are embracing all of this. So even my narrative as being a creative in this industry has changed. Now it's about actually inspiring people who just need that encouragement to go down this road as well, because I've done it. I'm doing it. I'm still doing it. There's nothing wrong with it. Just be yourself in this creative space. And like I said, it's something that I've loved ever since I was a kid and I'm still doing it. So yes, that is who I am. Yeah, as a creative person. Yes. And it's not just working in advertising. It actually goes beyond that. 
I'm interested in all aspects of creativity. It's amazing how you turned this passion that you've had since you were a kid into something that you are, you know, you are rocking right now. So maybe to start, yeah, so you are working right now in an ad agency, correct? Um, actually, no, I'm consulting. Okay. For, so I'm a consultant. So what I'm doing is I do consulting work for ad agencies or other businesses. So currently, it's a new challenge for me. I'm doing some brand and consulting for a new TV station. So that is something completely different. I know. So it's challenging. And the beauty, and this is the beauty of being a creative. The fact that you are a creative person doesn't mean you should work in only advertising. You can channel that into different brands, different um, industries, and see how best you can bring those, you know, the, the brand out or the creatives out. So me, me working in a consulting for a TV station is actually a big challenge. It's interesting. Like, okay, how are we going to push this brand out there? And Yes, I'm learning as I'm going. And that's one of the things that I enjoy, learning along the way. And that's how you can improve yourself. Like, okay, you face this challenge. How do you do this? How do you go about it? And so far, it's going it's going pretty good. Amazing. And, you know, as what you mentioned, you don't have to be boxed in just because you are creative, that you're just, like, stuck and doing the traditional right. advertising kind of jobs, right? So... Right. But, but as as I've mentioned earlier, and I've read through your LinkedIn profile, you have done a lot of work as well for not only big multinational brands, but also for local brands. And I'm really interested, yes. like, is it possible for you to walk us through the process, say, when you create advertising work for a brand? Right. So like you said, I have worked in... Um, this industry for over 15 years. And I've worked with uh, multinationals. I've worked with locals. And as you're doing this over the years, you start picking certain things that actually help you come up with great campaigns. Mm -hmm. And so there are three things, the brand positioning, the cultural context, and then the customer insight. So I'll just break it down. So with brand positioning, it's for the client. Who is your target? How do you want your target to conceptualize you when they um, they close their mind? What do they? What do you want them to see you as a brand? Um, what are the benefits you want your target to think of, like when they think of your brand? So that is why it's imperative for your client to give you a brief, because as per the brief, they need to talk about who they are and how they're positioned. So the brand positioning is definitely the first one, number one for me. The second one is the cultural context. Mm -hmm. Like I said, what is happening in the environment at the time? Um, What are their beliefs? What are their practices? You see, like I said earlier, I've worked for different markets as well. So every market is different. Every culture is different. You know, what is happening in Ivory Coast is different from what is happening in Ghana. Same way is different in South Africa. Even when you look in the West, what's happening in America is different from what's happening in the UK. So your cultural context is very, very important to see like what is happening, what are the current trends, what's going on. And then last but not the least is the customer insight. So the customer insight is definitely trying to understand your customer. What is their mindset? 
How do I engage them instead of throwing things at them? And that is what people tend to forget. It's like a client gives you a brief and then all of a sudden you're like, okay, I'm going to come up with this, 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 and that. And you're just throwing at your, 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 your targets and you're like, what is this? What is going on? You need to understand them. You need to find a way to speak their language. So when they go back, they'll be like, oh, these people understand me. This brand understands me. These are the three um, pillars that are very, very important when it comes to um, strategic thinking, um, when coming up with ideas um, for any campaign that I work on. So it's your brand positioning, the cultural context as in what is happening in that culture at that time, their beliefs and practices, and then also the customer insights, trying to understand your customer, what is their mindset, not throwing things at them, but then engaging them, which will eventually you find a way of having that emotional connection with your customer when you come up with your campaign. I love it that you mentioned all these three things because it's very, very important for you. Some people might think, oh, okay, I need to do some creative work and I just need to be creative. Get inside whatever, some green room, <laughs> some happy exactly. room and try to be creative. Right. And this, is, <laughs> this is exactly what's happening. And, you know, I've been fortunate and I, I keep saying this, I've been fortunate enough to work, you know, with multinationals to understand um, what's happening and even in the local context. So I remember um, working on a brand, Vodafone. You see a campaign that has been done in a different market, say uh, Malaysia, and they come up with this really, really cool thing. And you're like, yes, this is, this is cool. Then you add on it and do something. And without, you know, these pillars that I'm talking about, and then you put it out and then it's just gone over somebody's head. I remember we did this ad, I'll give an example. We did an ad and it was set in a hotel. Like that's how it started. It was set in a hotel. I remember I spoke to somebody down the road. I was like, did you see this new Vodafone ad? And they were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was nice. And I was like, okay, can you tell me what the ad was trying to get some feedback? And he was like, oh, Vodafone has a new hotel. And I was like, okay, definitely missed the message in that. So it's really trying to understand your targets. You can be as creative as you could be. You could do the most amazing things and your message is just lost. And at the end of the day, it's a loss for your clients as well because you know your clients has come to you. They've come to you because they believe you understand this very well. So it's not just being creative but how do you get to understand the target and get that message across in a very beautiful way? <laughs> exactly, exactly. I started my career in advertising with Ogilvy. And one thing, as a junior, I was 20, 21 then, I would never forget. You need to create great work that works. You know, exactly. you cannot That's just create work for the sake of creating work. Your right. work has to address a problem. Your clients have given you this problem so that you can creatively solve it and mm-hmm. make sure that you mm-hmm. create work 
that would be relevant to your customers and eventually that would generate business, right? Exactly. So- but but, but that's, that, that's what you just said. You need to create great work that works. Because mm-hmm. if you come up with the most, like I just said, you can come up with the most amazing creative, the most amazing campaign. You could spend millions of dollars on this campaign. And if the message just goes over your head, then what was the point? You failed your clients. But so yeah, a lot say that given that we live in a world right now where digital channels, data and tech and artificial intelligence are becoming more and more important, it seems that creativity is no longer in fashion or the need to be creative is no longer important. What is your take on that? Okay, so first of all, I, I don't think creativity is going out of fashion, no. It will always be around, even with this new technology coming up. It's how you use creativity to apply all of these things. It's not going anywhere. Mm -hmm. Like you're saying, even with the way we communicate, how can you do it in a creative manner? Actually, there's this um, Rembrandt campaign. I think last year was 350 years since the famous painter, you know, passed away. And in Amsterdam, they were going to celebrate his life and legacy. Mm-hmm. And his paintings were recreated using artificial intelligence. It was just beautiful for people to, you know, enjoy his work again, like seeing it out there. And it, it's, tech, I think what, what's happening now is technology is being used to enhance or make it easier. But it's, that is what it's doing now, as opposed to it's taking over the creative flow. No, 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 no. It's how you even how you can be creative with it. I even keep saying that now in this whole digital space, we are seeing a lot of people's uh, creativity being unleashed. I had no idea. We had loads of closet designers and bloggers. Like everybody's like being creative. Technology is like unleashing people's creativity. Even recording memes, recording jokes, dancing. And and the beauty of it is when I say technology enhances, it's being channeled to the whole world. Mm-hmm. You know, what people do is now being seen by the whole world as opposed to just being in one corner. You know, I can do something here in Ghana and it could be a dance or, you know, whatnot. And somebody's seen it in Asia and mm-hmm. they pick up on it. And that's what's happening now. I think, I think now our creativity is being shared via technology as opposed to technology taking over mm-hmm. our creativity. I don't know if what I said makes yes, sense. Yes, yes, absolutely. As what you said, you know, it enhances, it complements, it, It's helping push creativity forward if you do it right. For me, in terms of data, so data is also one of the things that I mentioned earlier that people are saying, okay, that kind of like compromises creativity. And for me personally, I think data is very important. You know, it helps us with our judgment. However, we must also still remember that data alone without context, also have no meaning, you know? And having worked right. in some of exactly. these brands these you know, past 15 years, I have seen the importance of creativity in all aspects, you know, from tackling customer problems, offering mm-hmm. them creative, great solutions, right. you know, how you engage with them, how you creatively connect with them, and ultimately, you know, how you win their right. heart and pockets. So one without the other cannot work. I think now we should... Also, 
be grateful that we are living in a world that we have data at our fingertips. Right. But right. True. That that should compromise. Mm-hmm. You know the the effectiveness of great creative work exactly that really would connect the brand with the customers, right? Yeah. What about examples that highlight the importance of creativity or good creative work that delivers okay. you know, business results? You remember the share a Coke campaign where you mm-hmm. had the names on the bottles? Mm-hmm. Yes, I. I think that was one campaign that was really, really amazing. It was done globally. And I'll talk about how we did it in Ghana, how we made it locally relevant, how uh, people could relate to it. In Ghana, we have different names, different local names. We have different tribes. And as per your tribe, we're given names by the days that you were born. So um, a girl born on Monday is called Ajoa, and then the guy is called Kojo. So like for me, I'm Ya. It means girl born on Thursday. Oh, and then same with the guys called Yao. So yeah, my name is girl born on Thursday. That's the meaning of Ya. So it's believed in our culture that um, children display certain character traits based on whom they're named after or the day that they were born. So especially from this tribe that I'm talking about, that's the Akan, the Ashanti tribe, yes. So to give our local rendition um, to the global Sherco campaign and give it some grounding to the local relevance, like again, talking about what I said earlier, mm-hmm. where you need to understand the cultural context, you need to understand your customer insights, we expanded on our cultural truth as well and created and assigned positive character traits and printed those traits with the names. And that's how we did our campaign. So um, I'll give an example. Um, Ya, that was me. I remember we said, Ya's are confident, witty, and smart. And then for um, the Equias, we said they are daring, outspoken, and audacious. For um, the Friday Bones, that's the FES, we are saying they are imaginative, adventurous, and curious. And what happened was when we put it out there, yeah, everybody goes, oh, that is me. That is me. And it was, <laughs> so you see a Thursday morning and say, oh, you're witty and smart. And you go, oh, I can relate to that. I am. I am I'm confident. <laughs> yes. So it, it just created this whole buzz where everybody kept on going on about who they were. So it was actually really cool doing that campaign and everybody was enjoying it. So it was just, it was just brilliant. Yeah, I, I love it because you just didn't directly translate a successful global campaign, but you actually really localized it and made sure that it would be relevant to the exactly. to the local market in Ghana. And that's amazing. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And this is what I was talking about earlier. Like you see a campaign somewhere, doesn't mean that because it was successful mm-hmm. in one market would mean it will work in your market. So and that is what certain multinational brands do that, oh, this is what we did, implement this in your country. But it doesn't work that way because mm-hmm. the Sherco campaign was a success like globally. And I remember when we got the brief, it was like, we can't just copy it like that because everyone has kind of seen it. So how do we make this different? So we said, okay, instead of using the normal names, because we have loads of English names here that are also very common. You have a Stephen, you have a Lily, you have all these names here, but how do we make it locally relevant? Because most of us have local names. And even if you don't have a local name, you are kind of 
linked to the day you were born and you know your name. So you may have a typical um, English name, but you know you were born on a Tuesday. So you're called Abena, you know, and you relate to that. So making it our own was just a beautiful campaign. It was really successful. The results were amazing. As for me, I remember when I was in Singapore, I was working for BMW and we had to do a campaign for the BMW X-Drive series. Uh, And we thought instead of doing the usual car show, which is usually indoors and maybe doing a user Mm -hmm. test drive around the city, we pushed ourselves and thought out of the box. So knowing that the car is best experienced off-road and you cannot really appreciate it in Singapore wherein you have traffic lights every two seconds, we decided to turn an uninhabited island into a BMW island. That was no really, way. Yes, yes. No way. Yes, the island became kind of like a playground for the weekend for the guests. So not only were they able to drive and really experience and push the cars to its limits, you know, where it's best mm-hmm. driven, but at the same time, they were also really shown the lifestyle of BMW. So, you know, again, it could have just been so easy to say, okay, we do the usual pump some money to do some fancy party, unveil the car, and that's it. Our job is finished. Or you push the envelope. Yeah, that, that, that sounds really, really cool. I'm even just visualizing it and thinking about it. It's like, as a brand, you would even want to associate yourself with that. Like, even just the fact that it's an island and you can do all these cool things in there, you would want to... This, this is how you need to understand what your customer, who your customer is and mm-hmm. what they want. And this is more about engagement and not just throwing like, okay, this is the new car that's out there, but you're actually engaging your customer. And this is how you create this whole emotional connection with them. So now as as such an experience, when they think of a car, if they want to get a car, the first thing they think about is BMW. And that's how you've won as a brand. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So again, you know, you create some magic and not just not just saying, okay, here it is. I unveil the car. I give you some discount and for sure you will buy the car. No, you have to create some magic so people could appreciate, love and buy your brand. And needless to say, you know, the campaign was pretty successful. We achieved our, our results. But more importantly for me, there's more love for the brand after that. So again, creating these relevant, great creative work, thinking out of the box, but really ultimately achieving business results. Again, great work that works. Exactly. Great work that works. That's a typical example of that. And I I really love to see this campaign. I really want to see this campaign. This is how, this is is what we do as creatives. Like you Mm -hmm. said, we sell you the magic. Yeah. You know, we sell you the magic and then that is where you have the brand adoption, brand love and the emotional connection. Love it. That sounds like a brilliant campaign. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, with all the clutter right now in Instagram, for example, every day, right. five million photos and videos are shared. And with a short attention span, I read that an average person only has three seconds before the attention shifts. So more than and, ever... And Brands and businesses are really competing for customers' attention. So how do you stop the customers from scrolling with his thumb? How do you connect and engage with them and really win them? And I think that's the importance of 
great creative work that is really highlighting your brand right. and being relevant to your customers. Exactly. It's it's very, very important. It's interesting you mentioned this thing of the attention span because I gave a talk two years ago about the goldfish effect. Just within five seconds, we're off, we're moving. And it's, it all boils down to the kind of content being loaded every single day. So it's like you just like see, scroll past, next, next. How do you as a creative capture the audience in the first few five seconds i think that's how youtube created you know the pre-rolls and all of that it's like how do how are you able to do that so it's actually a huge challenge for us um i remember and i'm sure you can attest to this as well back then when we had to come up with like our, our tv scripts and all of that you have a, a, a 60 second ad mm-hmm. that's what we're doing 60 second ads then it came down to 30 and we're like, oh, we don't have enough time to say our story in 30 seconds. Now we're doing it in five seconds. <laughs> it's crazy how the world has changed. It's so amazing. And we're still keeping up with the times, keeping up to date. Yes, that's, that's the only way we could do this. <laughs> okay, yeah. So before we end, I would want to ask What is your advice for businesses that want to create amazing campaigns and ads for their brands? So honestly, the the answer is what we've been talking about this whole time. Trying to understand, first of all, your brand positioning. How do you want to see yourself as a brand? Like how do you want your customers or your target audience to conceptualize you as a brand? And then before you go out and do any campaign, Andrea, you said it, do great work, a great creative that works. You need to try and understand your customer. Customer insights is very, very important. And, you know, the cultural context as well, what is happening? Things happen all the time. New trends are happening all the time. We've been talking about we're in this pandemic and because of technology is unleashing a lot of creativity and certain things actually trend, how can you as a brand jump on that and, you know, be more human than just a brand throwing your stuff at your customer? More than ever, brands need to be as human as possible. So I think the best way to come up with a creative campaign for any business is being human as possible to try and understand your customer And then your culture, um, what's happening in the trends, what's happening now, and how you position yourself as a brand. Because that's another way you can also stand out from the competition, that this is who I am, this is my truth, this is how I speak, and this is how you engage with your target audience. I love that. I love that you mentioned that brands should also try to be human. Because I think for you to be able to engage and have a relationship with your customers who are human beings, you have to also exactly. to make sure that you don't come out as a business, as a company, but really how how you should engage with them and emotionally connect exactly. with them. Yeah. Exactly. Let me even just give a quick example. Look at yes. what's happening now in the world today. It's thrown every, the whole world is just thrown everybody off. So you as a brand, is, this is not the time to just throw stuff at people. You need to try and be sensitive and try to understand what your customer is going through. 
So that is why I said you need to be as human possible to try and understand them and work with them. So they feel like, you know what? This brand actually understands me. It understands my needs. And it it would amaze you the kind of emotional connection you have with your target. And you'll always be top of mind. Yeah. Yeah. That empathy, right? Okay. Empathy. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. My last question. How do you stay creative? So me staying creative is current trends. What's happening in the world of fashion? What's happening in the world of music and dance trends? What's happening in politics? It's amazing how what happens around you informs your creativity. We just spoke about it, even this pandemic, what's happening, you know, how you have to change yourself as a brand because the way you even speak is different. And also trying to be open-minded and ready to learn. Like I said, the first time I heard of you, Andrea, was when you were doing your talk and I saw it on um, LinkedIn and it was posted. I was like, okay, I'm going to, you know, listen to this. I learned so much. So as a creative or how to keep being creative is being open-minded and learning. You know, you're ready to learn. You need to accelerate your growth and not just say, okay, this is what, who I am. This is what it is. And I'm just going to stay there. No. You need to always stay relevant and up to date. Uh, what's happening in the world today? You know, there's the, this whole Black Lives Matter movement. How do you apply it to um, your, your creative campaigns to being sensitive? Even as a woman, you have women empowerment. Don't use women as objects in your ads. How do you uplift the woman in your ads? You know, these are some of the things that you need to keep up to date and know what is happening and it will inform your creativity eventually. Yeah, amazing, amazing tips. And one of the silver linings of this pandemic is really that we are all learning from each other, right? This is the new example, so they say. So we need to help each other in order to survive and thrive. Yeah, also trying to collaborate with your peers. Like, look at what we're doing now, you know, just trying to even, like you're saying, we're, we're talking with each other, we're sharing knowledge. You don't know who would pick that and also learn with that. It's amazing what you can do now in these times. And on that note, yeah, thank you so much. My last bit for this topic is that right now we live in a crazy digital world. And especially with the pandemic, everyone consuming everything online. And Mm -hmm. I just hope that we never forget that even with the great technology and with the advancement of data and, and everything else, I just really hope that we would never forget nor take for granted the magic of creativity and, you know, and the power that it has to help build brands. So on that note, yeah, thank you so much. That was such a wonderful conversation. Andrea, thank you so much for having me. I'm truly humbled and truly grateful for such an honor talking to you. I've also learned so much. And what I'm taking away from you today is do great work that works. Amen. Yeah. (laughs) Thank yes, you so much. Thank you. Amen to that. Ciao. Bye. If you enjoy listening to Brand Over Coffee Conversations, please subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen. Please do not forget to share your reviews and help spread the love on social media by tagging hashtag brandovercoffee. For questions, comments, and topic suggestions, you may reach me on Instagram at andreaa.ferry. 
Thank you for listening to Brand Over Coffee Conversations. Thank you.